Thank you for tuning in. As always, I'd like to start out with this disclaimer. I don't have all the answers, and you don't have all the answers, but the best way to pursue the truth is through open-minded discourse, and I hope to contribute in part to that today with a quick thought. Recently, freshman Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri introduced legislation banning the practice of game developers including pay-to-win loot box mechanics in their games in which children under 18 can purchase extra game content. Loot boxes, for those unfamiliar, generally are a feature in games where they allow you to purchase an in-game box which includes a random assortment of in-game items, skins, abilities, or other perks. Depending on the game, these boxes can have exclusive perks that are unable to be acquired from other means, or sometimes it can take a mass amount of time put into the game before you can normally unlock these items. In a way, they get flagged as pay-to-win, since many of these perks give players a heavy advantage. It's widely seen as scummy business practice to do this, often being tagged as predatory on young children, since most of the time the allure is similar to gambling. You're not guaranteed to receive any particular items in a loot box, just the chance of unlocking a rare one. This is the argument for banning them. It's said that big companies are manipulating impressionable children with the temptation of unlocking a rare in-game advantage with no guarantee of payoff. Now, being an avid gamer myself, I'm familiar with how this plays out firsthand, and it's not pretty. I'm quite against this practice, but legislation is probably the worst way to address this. First of all, if you think a simple ban on loot boxes is going to fix game developers from finding ways to create profit incentives within games, you have a lot of faith in our government. Even if they could fix all of the potential loopholes, the bureaucratic mess of government lags behind society by about 10 years, so when these quote fixes are implemented, it will probably already be outdated and new practices will be in place, and potentially worse ones. But let's also consider that cracking down on this practice leads to a wildly bad outcome. See, while there are abuses in loot boxes, there is a type of fun that does come from the random chance of unlocking something rare. It's the same appeal as buying a pack of cards from a Pokemon trading card game pack or some other kind of trading card game. The enticing feeling of never knowing for sure what you're going to get, but the chance to get that rare item that you've been looking for. It's a thrill that's worth the price in and of itself to many, and stripping developers from the opportunity to sell that limits the market. While it's being pegged as, quote, gambling, most anything in life is a gamble when you think about it. Unless a game explicitly lets you play the whole thing for free before purchase, isn't it technically a gamble whether or not you'll enjoy a game when you buy it? If a game advertises itself with a story of intriguing characters and engaging motives, isn't it technically a gamble for you to purchase it? What if you don't enjoy the story or characters? What if you don't find them intriguing or enjoyable? I understand that there's a difference in these scenarios, but my point is that just because something has a chance of not giving the same outcomes to different players doesn't mean that it's necessarily gambling or that it ought to be regulated out. This furthermore sets a horrible precedent of the government regulating what a video game can and can't include. This limits potentially groundbreaking innovations. What if government had acted on subscription-type game services? After all, if enticing younger players with loot boxes is, quote, unfair, couldn't they determine that paying for a game continually rather than a one-time purchase would be unfair? Obviously, this would have drastically limited the ability for companies to make sustainable online-based worlds and servers. Or, or what if the government decides that a game having only online capacity is unfairly discriminating against those who don't have access to the internet? 
There's a road here that is explicitly opened up when you allow for one bad practice within a video game to be banned and outlawed. So even if there's merit to banning a bad practice like pay to win, the act of banning the practice can be the problem. Lastly, this also relies upon the assumption that gamers have the right to any of the objects a developer puts in their game. A company giving an advantage to someone who wants to pay more might be lame, but why does anyone have the right to be on an equal playing field in a game? They choose to purchase the game. There's nothing mandatory about having fun or having a fair experience in that game. It's not a human right to have products sold to you that are fun, fair, or balanced. The more this happens, the more the public backlash exists as well. If you look at the recently released Star Wars Battlefront 2, it contained obscenely high incentives to pay for loot boxes. The public outcry was so large, they restructured their system before it launched and again after it launched. So much to the point that the CEO of Disney himself, who owns the Star Wars IP, personally called the EA executives and told them to fix it. While I don't like the practice of loot boxes in many adaptations, I think there's a problem when we look to try to ban any practice we don't like within a product. There's no human rights at stake, no violence measured, and there is even evidence that the public outcry and free market can solve for these behaviors. Let's stop being a culture of banning and start being a proactive, responsible culture that holds companies accountable to good business practices through our wallets. Thank you for spending your time on A Quick Thought.